You're listening to the Huck and Ride Podcast, the show that celebrates the two-wheeled lifestyle from pros to beginners and everything in between. Proudly brought to you by Kenda, the tire that's designed for your journey, the Huck and Ride Podcast is homegrown on two wheels. And now, here's your hosts, Jason Simpson and Lala Naharis. All right, all right. Here we are with our podcast, and we have our special guest today, close to my my heart. Um, I love what he does. His media is great. His writing is amazing. I have a little bit of his talent. Just kidding. Mr. Spencer Rathcamp, welcome. What's happening? Thanks for having me on here. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Spencer. Um, thanks for making the, the time for uh, meeting with us, and course, we appreciate it. And so let's uh, jump into, um, well, let's, let's start off with, where'd you start on two wheels? Because I know you have a moto background. You're obviously really good on mountain bikes. What if he started on a unicycle? We don't maybe, know Maybe, but I'm, we're going to jump on two, <laughs> two wheels. Where, where did two wheels start for you? Yeah, so it actually, this could be kind of, kind of uh, long-winded, and I'll try to make it as quick as possible we, but we have time but uh <laughs> yeah i it took me a while to get to bicycles well to, to mountain bikes um but my father um moved out here in the 80s um and he was in the motocross industry and that was where i started and that's where i grew up everything everything since i was born was moto related um riding dirt bikes um some bmx bike stuff and uh I was kind of on the slower path to to just kind of sticking with dirt bikes and had a couple pretty bad injuries, got knocked out a couple times, um had just had some had some issues and uh it was time I was always super super small um and it was time to get on big bikes and I basically was like like my dad was like, "Hey, better find something else." And and uh I spent a lot of my time um as a as a kid building dirt jumps down at the local spot and uh spent all my spring and winter vacations in high school and and uh and uh junior high at this one place we just called the pump track it started off as a pump track tom rogers built it way back in the day and then it kind of got passed down um from generation to generation if you will okay and uh me and my friends had taken it over um at this point and a photographer named john carr yep. worked at mountain bike action because mountain bike action was right above the lot pretty much came down and said hey we're looking for someone to to uh shoot photos of this you guys are all good would you want to do this and i said hell yeah like let's go and he's like okay well first you got to sign this waiver so i took the waiver wrote it to my dad's office and uh which was right around the corner also and he signed it and I did a dirt jumper, a photo shoot on a dirt jumper for mountain bike action, um, probably 2011, maybe 2010, late 2010. Okay. How old were you at that time? Um, 16. Okay. 15 or 16. Okay. 16, I think. So you've always been local to the Santa Clarita area, right? Yeah. Like that, that's born, been home. Born and raised in Santa Clarita. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, there's, there's a lot of, there was at least a lot of motocross industry there. Um, and, and it's kind of gone towards like Temecula and spread out a little bit more, but 
but when I was growing up, there was a lot more of the moto community up up in Santa Clarita. Yeah. Um, so it worked for for my family. Um, and then it kind of snowballed. I I ended up getting a like a little intern job at at High Torque Publications, which is where Mountain Bike Action was. And I was like doing all the grom work, sweeping the floors, like just doing stuff for a little a little under the table job and my on my vacations basically on my my breaks on school and um jimmy mack the editor of mountain bike action at the time came down and said hey spencer there's a high school mountain bike league starting up you should give it a shot and it had been happening for a year already but i was in the second year of the socal high school league and um he they lent me a pretty cheap cannondale to ride um for the year and I showed up to the first practice thinking like I was gonna ride some cool stuff and everyone was in Lycra and I'm like, What the heck did I just get myself <laughs> into? <laughs> so I don't know what happened there, but I got kinda sucked into that when I was seventeen. I started riding mountain bikes and so uh, back up, what was the first experience in Lycra? Because I've seen some of our kids when we put them on road bikes on the team. Yeah. And I Jared Hansen was the first one. He would not close his legs because he did he not looked, like, he was walking like he's in a diaper. diaper. He oh. could not stand the chamois. It yeah. was the hilarious. It was the weirdest thing. I thought I was like gonna be a sumo wrestler or something putting that <laughs> putting the straps over my shoulders yeah. i was like what on earth is this but i don't know he kind of got i got sucked into that world and was xc an xc guy for the first four or five years of riding um and uh i'm i'm by no means like a big dude but i'm not 130 pounds like the top xc guys were when i'm racing in the pro class and and uh i learned that i just wasn't gonna commit hard enough to to climb like to get my weight down to where where yeah. i could climb as quickly as those guys the top guys were in in the u.s at least and i always could descend faster and i had some friends that are uh cameron wharf um who used to well he still races um pro tour roadie um the, the guys from peddlers fork robbie schaefer um, Tanner Keatsman, th- those th- couple guys from from the uh, um, Thousand Oaks or Calabasas area were like, "Hey, got, like you're wasting your time racing XC. We you can go downhill faster than all of these dudes. Might as well try enduro." And I like, it took me like a year to go uh, to get into it to really commit to it. And uh, my first enduro was Cat Cat One. Um, national championship. Oh, you, were, you were just one of those ones. Like, I'm not going to do X. I'm just going all the way up. I went to Cat 1 first. I didn't <laughs> go straight into pro. You didn't start a beginner. No, I didn't. Well, because I knew I had it. And, I, and uh, yeah, it was the first time Jay, Jay did that too, by the way. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Just went into it. Yeah, when I raced downhill. Yeah, I um, showed up for a Fontana race, and they had, you know, split course, yeah. beginner sport one, expert in pros another course Man, you want to do and i was one. i was practicing on the sport i mean like i'm gonna race sport you know yeah. and i went over there and like this is really boring and lame yeah. like this isn't that fun yeah. and so i jumped over on the i know i'm just gonna go ride the other course and it was super challenging not gonna lie but it's what i wanted yeah you know and i got my butt kicked but yeah i raced expert i never did race anything else so right on that's yeah. good yeah just throw yourself in so the deep yeah end. so i can i can relate yeah and i i i didn't get my butt kicked though i i won it was i won uh, nice 
national championship in my first uh enduro race and and uh mammoth or yep, yeah okay mammoth um the first year they were in mammoth okay the second year i raced in pro um and i did it on a, a borrowed 120 millimeter travel fuel ex from oh from gosh. jose gonzalez he yeah. lent, lent me his bike and worked out <laughs> nice <laughs> wow and, yeah and then i don't know now yeah fast forward to now i racing a little bit but yeah focusing on the content side of things yeah. for specialized and handful of other people yeah but that's awesome okay so he says he, he races here and there i, I remember at one at big bear he's like should i do this should i do that like well he really does race here and there because I, I know no, just from talking to him in the past like, that, yeah he did enduro that day and then he's like wasn't even signed up for a dh and he's like all right i'll go race like yeah. he just felt good like yeah. all right i'll go yeah yeah <laughs> that's uh no. that keeps it fun yeah exactly right? i i i mean thanks to people that support me the pressure's off to race um and i i don't have to so i kind of take it as i as i want to i mean of course i'm pretty competitive so i don't like showing up and getting smoked and that that pisses me off or yeah feels the fire makes me want to train a little harder but so at I, the yeah. same time i if I, as long as I'm having fun, I don't really care. Yeah. I'm the total opposite. Yeah. In my race run, I wave to people. They say hi to me. I'm like waving. He's like, and Jay or Adrian on the team, they're like, how'd you crash? I'm like, I'm not telling the truth because I pulled my hand off, waved, and then hit a G <laughs> out, and I went over the bar. Like, But I got up and waved to everyone, and <laughs> and um, and they're, Jay's like, did you wave in your – so someone had the whole sequence of pictures, yeah. and they showed Jay. She goes, tried to tell me that she wasn't waving, and then <laughs> here comes someone with the se- sequence of pictures of her waving yeah. and then <laughs> crashing well, afterwards. Well, so. I was on parade. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't have that – I would race, yeah. and I had fun, but, like, people said hi. Like, one time I was walking up, and – uh, Ronnie Chalk had said, hey, nice shoes. I had the Teva purples, you know, and yeah. and I said, thanks. And then later on, he's like, were you in your race run? And I said, yeah. He goes, why'd you talk to me? I'm like, because you gave me a compliment. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's more important to you at the time, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> to each his own. Man. Right? right? Yeah. So this whole, uh, like, you got to win, that doesn't. I get to the bottom. I'm just happy I made it down in one piece. Like, I had a couple falls, you know, and but other than that, I, was, I perfected going over the bars. My first... <laughs> My first year, I did a lot of it. Like, oh, yeah. He's all, did you grab a handful of breaks? Joe's like, I seen her. She didn't. I'm like, no. You know, Joe Simpson, his brother would be like, Jay, she grabbed all the breaks. Yeah. It was like, all front breaks. Four-fingered. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> four. Exactly. Just going for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Down a rock slab. And then, of course, this one was my birthday, and I still have the picture, but and they had taken out the rocks and put a bunch of the ball pits below me. Photoshop. No Photoshop way. took out Photoshop the bike. Photoshop <laughs> And I'm like this. I, I'm like literally like this going into the ball pit. Someone else put me on the space shuttle. No like, way. Oh, yeah. That went around. I was, I was more mad that I had done that, but then I was pissed that it was my birthday, and this was what <laughs> I showed up to work, and everyone's seen this picture. We, I'm like, we have to heck? find that picture oh, and I put it up on our phone. no well, we're not we've got to put it up no we've not. talked yeah, come on. we've talked about this is like the second or third time we've talked about it in our mm. podcast yeah you're telling we're me good. i gotta see it now yeah i'll show you I'm but i post it <laughs> yeah we're posting it it's going up <laughs> there you go thanks it's out of love it's out of it love. was uh wait wasn't it odi's like odi besides aaron going for that year it was their second most <laughs> liked like no way yeah yeah, yeah odi Colby used it he goes if you were on media more, it would you would make a killing. <laughs> you are amazing. I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's what I do. I guess entertaining. Oh yeah, one time I got a brand new helmet. Yeah. 
but it was Steve Pete's. Wasn't even out yet. It Troy was Lee's. the first first Steve Pete edition. They shipped Troy Lee. one in, uh-huh. and I had gotten it. Yeah. I was so excited. Well, but everyone's like, "You got to scratch it." You got. I'm like scratching my shit. Yep. Excuse my language. Yep. I'm like, I'm not scratching. This rock, this one thing comes down like this. Grabbed a handful of brakes, went up. I took off my helmet. I threw it at him. I said, "You can have this thing." No way. I never wore it again. Well, well yeah, someone else had it. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you put a scratch in it. I'm sure. No, actually, I didn't. It not was more. Either, it was more either. me. But okay. I was like, I'm good. I'm, I did my crack because everyone did that. Yeah. Yeah, and I'd get a new bike. I don't want to scratch, and then. Kevin Anderson picks up rocks, the dirt at Fontana, and rubs it on my top tube. Guess what it did? No way. Why was Why is he doing that? Because that way I don't crash on my bike. I put a scratch. I already put a scratch in it. Huh? I've never heard of it. Oh, I on, don't care. That's on only a helmets. Bike. Yeah, just a helmet thing. Well, yeah. you you remember when? Yeah. <laughs> it was just an huh. ongoing thing. It was huh. fun. Thank God I had my frame protected. You yeah. Know? <laughs> Pulled off that, but another one. It was good. <laughs> huh. Yeah, you got to drop a helmet before you wear it, but but. I've uh, never heard a bike or anything. Well, maybe because the way I was going, it needed to be everything. <laughs> my shoes, my pants. <laughs> Just really getting your first crash yeah. out of yeah. the way. <laughs> Got to get you covered. Yeah. Right? Huh. Yeah, so. All right, so started in moto, dirt jump, then went XC. Yep. yep. Then went enduro. Yep, exactly. And okay. Now, now you're like care. whatever because I – so I'm going to just wrap it up. So in the last three months – Yep. I can see. So you're getting ready for day in the dirt. Yep. So you're riding moto. Yep. You raced over the hump. Yep. So you raced cross country. Yep. Are you racing pro? Yep. How'd that go? Depends on the week. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> A couple of them went pretty well. I'm I'm no by no means am I in XC shape right now, but it, I got third at at one of them, and that was nice. Uh, Surprise. Just me. having fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I. I will let you know. I'm hitting the jumps. I'm not doing the fast line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. there to have fun, man. Yeah. yeah. Jay did it a couple of times, and he was there to have fun too. It's hard to have fun at those because it's oh. it's fun after the fact, but during it's. Oh, yeah. So the last the last one I did. So I was racing like the I don't know my my age class sport yeah. out there, and there's like I don't know seventy eighty guys yeah, in that class. Fun. Yeah, they kill it. And so. And they're serious. Yeah, yeah. And so I oh, tell, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, going, I'm going around telling all the, the vendors that are there that I know. I'm yeah. like, okay, you guys, you want to see something spectacular? You better watch my race. Yeah. And they're like, okay, whatever. I whole shot. I just went for the whole shot. Oh, yeah, you have to. And like went as hard as I could until I was out of view. <laughs> and then everyone passed me. No way. Oh, yeah. I was like. I just got to look good when you're down there in the venue, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think I finished like 25th or something, so whatever. Yeah, you passed a couple people in the bushes. He's like, <sighs> there's one climb and people were right there, and he's like, I just went off in the side. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. It's those brutal. are rough. Those yeah. are rough. Yeah, they're, exactly. They're are, I don't know if those are those are rougher than the, uh, the new, I'd call them new, but the course that Donnie's running at Fontana now for cross country okay. because of all the issues of yeah, housing and development and stuff going on there. So the courses are shorter more and there's it's more laps, zero time for recovery. Huh. It's either straight up the mountain or straight down. Huh. And I, of course I don't mind the down parts, but I'm so exhausted from the 
punchy climb. Yeah. You know, they're they're. But you haven't pretty... done that since you lost your weight. So no, let's I know. See how that goes. Think, think, think we're coming out this winter series uh, for a cross country race. All of a sudden, he's an XC guy now. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but no, what I was so what I was. He just, wait a minute, you just missed his words. Let's go. Oh, that I know. You two are doing yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sp- Spencer's down for riding <laughs> anything. I know. Yeah. That's what I was kind of alluding to. It's like in the past three months, I've seen him doing all of the things that he's been doing his whole life. He's now does like mixes it up every week. Yeah. Basically, like. You have to. Or I have to. Yeah. Still dirt jumping? Yeah, not as much. I, I don't as much. Just, I mean time is relative but i i feel like i don't make the time for it as, yeah. as much as i used to but yeah i would i would love to and you guys have a new uh bike park up near you yeah we do yeah yeah and i'll ride that every now and then yeah it's uh it needs some work okay but, but yeah okay it's uh it's it's, it's a it's start cool, man yeah, it's something it's, for hey, the kids to get into the into I biking i haven't seen a city so into biking as it is out there like they're all about it, which, which it may not always be, and I know it may not always be the right people to build or do what they're doing, but it's a start, and they're willing. The city's not like, oh no, the insurance that like you, where we well, live, like yeah, you can't I do mean, anything, it, right? It, I I think it's so true with California yeah. because you go to other places, you go to you know Boulder, Colorado, um, Heck, go, Oregon, go to Washington, Sedona, yeah. Washington, like, like Bellingham, you know, it's like cities are involved with the bike culture there and they they don't just dismiss it as, you know, almost like the skateboarders or the BMX kids or, you you know, they, they're like, Oh no, this is, there's like a huge culture here of this and we need to, you know, they need to be part of what we're doing as a city. And so it's rare in California for that to happen. And I think what you were saying, Lala is, is in Santa Clarita, there's a whole bunch of people up there because you have, Big, a lot of big cities right there, right? You have Valencia and Santa Clarita and yeah. what are some of the others? That's, that's one and the same. To, I mean, it's yeah, all the, it's the all San, kind of the, the same. The but but it is okay. So yeah. so the valley, is, you know, encompasses a whole bunch of um, different cities. Yeah. But um, yeah, the, for the city to get behind that and have a bike park pretty rare yeah you know in california yeah no we have we have a pretty good thing going um up up there and, and i'm i'm fortunate to have have the community and and the community's growing um in in many different ways the the road scene is really good really strong up there um um and then and then the bike park jose gonzalez um who's the trek r&d um facility engineer or whatever he he runs all the right. suspension design stuff for for trek he's a huge component of the city he lives up there um and and he's really helping guiding them um and like like you said um it's it's better than nothing it's a start um the the bike park that we have is good it's temporary um but it needs it needs a little bit of work but the city's like you were saying super super up for for listening um, and, and we're working to, to try to make Santa Clarita put it, put it on the map because there's insane terrain up there. Um, if people looked around and, and knew it, we got some, we have some headwinds with, uh, landowners and stuff. Um, but, but the city's bought up a ton of land surrounding the area and, and they're called, they're just called open spaces that are, that are city owned, not state owned or not, um, Individual forest land yeah. or anything. So. Um, we're, we're finding properties to where we can build 
legit mountain bike trails that a average Joe can have fun on or a pro. Right. Um, and w- trying to figure out how we can start to make things directional and, and put an emphasis on, on mountain biking. So the city of Santa Clarita, like a city, like the city of Bellingham or, or even, um, um, what's, uh, Bentonville, Arkansas oh, yeah. or Sedona. Yeah. Be nice to have Walmart money behind it, huh? Yeah. Well, absolutely. But, but <laughs> we'll take what we can get. Absolutely. And, yeah. and if people will fly from California to Bentonville for, for trails that are good, they're yeah. different, Yeah. but they're, they're not like, in my opinion, world class, just because of the lack of terrain that they have there, they sure as hell come to Santa Clarita if we right. have insane, insane trails. Right. Um, and the, the land's there, the, the mountains are there. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's plenty of availability. So, well, I like that they actually, I mean, with the Paseos there, like, you know, oh, like yeah. you can go how many, I think it was 90 something yeah. miles on bike paths, bike paths, bike paths without paths. crossing track. That yeah. was the first couple times I rode there. I was just like blown away by like, I'm going, my gosh, like it's so bu- It's a busy city yep. and you can ride for miles yeah. and it's get quicker to actually get a really, really like good workout. Right. Cause, yeah. cause we have like, um, near our houses, we have the Pacific electric trail. I think it's what yeah. it's called. Yep. But it crosses all the streets, so yeah. it's like you're hitting all the stoplights. You're still dealing with traffic. You're, you know what I mean. Yep. Whereas the Paseos out there, Santa Clarita, it's like you can go for miles and not have to really cross traffic. Not at all. They they either go under or over all the all the high traffic points, and uh, yeah, it's it's awesome. And then, I mean, there's we're near and a half million people in in the the city in that valley, so it's it's getting busy. But you can also for roadies out there like listening to this there's huge opportunity to go on big rides and hardly see any cars yeah because it's kind of the last corner of los angeles and and you can get away there's still there's still a sense of 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 openness out yeah the saturday morning rides you would show up at the store and you're like all right we're gonna go climb three hours later you guys back i'm like oh yeah yeah (laughs) and and depending on the route like i was saying we we can be on narrow roads but it's not as bad when there's no traffic on right. the you know? Yeah. So Yeah, we have uh GMR that's close to us that makes for a good road ride at, at times, but you get the Yeah. The the race car the, the wannabe race car drivers and motorcycles, motorcycles and, and the losers. But, <laughs> like, but for the most part, like you said, you know, you can be out there kinda of by yourself for a long yeah. time and enjoy well, it's the It's great when they close that road because oh, yeah. everyone just yeah. like yeah. they'll even post it out here like GMR's closed, like, yeah, to traffic, ride. so then everyone rides. Because you have mountain there, you have road, yep. you know, you have the losers that go out there, so it gives them a chance. So it's pretty cool. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. Cool. Um, so in all your adventures, so we'll, we'll touch on, you You mentioned how you're more into the content now, mm-hmm. which is which is really cool because you do some awesome stuff. And I know Lala and I have picked your brain plenty of times and we'll continue to on yeah. just you know media stuff and what what works and what doesn't and um a lot of people their media is kind of like smoke and mirrors mm-hmm. i don't feel that yours is okay yours is real content well thank you it, it because um we we've seen people that where you're like you you show up and they're they look a certain way on media and then in person it's kind of 
disappointing, if you will. Okay. And whereas you, it's like, if I go on a bike ride with you, like, I'm not going to be disappointed by what I've seen in your media because that is how you ride. What like you you're, see is what you you're, get. You're capable of doing the things that I see in your media. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, anyhow. So, well, with with that, and because your, your media has taken you um, pretty much all over the world. Yeah. What are some of your favorite places or things that you've been able to do through that? Well, um, I'll preface everything by just saying thanks. That's a huge, huge compliment. And I don't know. That's kind of what I try I try to portray. Like uh, I've had talks with a bunch of people because um, it might not have been that way in the past. You know, people are like 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 telling me things like don't don't be selfish or or it's not all about you or whatever kind of type thing back in the in the past. And I've I've carried that with me and I I try to like be legit and be authentic and be real and like like even aside from the writing what I the the personality or whatever if you will um on Instagram is I do my best it's it's hard to always be just because you're typing and and not having real interactions with people but I try to carry that over from my my real personality and and I try to make make it a point to be real and talk to everyone and be like authentic not that I'm anything huge well or whatever, it's funny because you 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 are generally a quiet guy yeah so yeah. even at, if you're at races or whatever like your personality isn't one that you're just going to be loud and out there and yeah and so me either. that can yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah. So why, why did you guys just both laugh at that? I just what the, for all you guys I, listening, please stick up for me on yeah. this one. Okay. But I I get it because a lot of times people take that as arrogance. Yeah. Or or something that it's not. Yep. You know, is oh he's not approachable. Yeah. It's like no, you're just quiet, yeah. and it's okay, and I can appreciate that because I tend to be more of a quiet person too. Sure. So anyhow, I'll let you continue. Yeah. So, no. So basically, thank you. Um, but. I this is this a lot of people ask this question like what are your favorite trips you've been on or what are your favorite places you've been to because like you said man the the bike has given me so much and and it's taken me to some absolutely unreal places and have have provided me with experiences that I don't know that I would have gotten or have have had the chance to to live without the bicycle which is which is crazy so I'm I'm thankful for having having my two wheels um but i i can't even think of narrowing it down but but i i gotta say there are a couple of um trips that really 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 stand out to me um one most of them were thanks to mountain bike action i ended up working there um and, or, and road bike action and, and be, being a studio photographer for them and writing some smaller articles and with that came the perks of doing some pretty cool trips. Um, one of them was uh, to a place called Tyax Resorts, which is up in the South Chilcotin Mountains um, in, in western British Columbia. And that was for a giant bike release for the Trance, I believe. Uh, this was probably f six or seven years ago now. But that was one of my favorite trips, hands down. We... Uh, took a flight 
up to Vancouver, landed in Vancouver, shuttled over to the to the ocean basically. Hopped in a float plane, took a float plane ride two hours north, went through the Whistler Valley, through Pemberton, through Squamish. We're looking at everything, the pilots calling out everything. This was before I'd even been to Whistler. I'm like, cool, Whistler. Like, I've heard about it, but now I'm seeing it from the from the uh, the plane here. Landed in this beautiful lake, and there's a 25-room resort, I think 25. Um, Tyax Resort is the is the, the lodging um, company, the, the hotel, and then slept, whatever, did all the bike stuff. And then, and then the next morning we woke up, loaded up in the float plane, took an hour flight north again, landed, dropped in this insane, beautifully glacial fed, glacial fed lake. That's water. Unlike I've ever seen before. I have some photos. Um, and, uh, we got dropped off the float plane left and 10 of us or 12 of us or something rode two days back to the back to the resort. Oh my gosh. And, uh, yeah, with there's, they have cabins set up along the way. So we stopped. So like fully supported, but like yeah. getting to do big old ride days. Yeah. And like hiking over crazy passes with bikes on our back, um, descending crazy. Like it was so cool. Like descending. Wow. Um, it's all, it's all old mining trails basically okay. that are, that are narrow, full, full, full of sniper rocks and yeah. just the riding I really like to do. It's, it's back country. It's raw. It's like rugged and not easy, not four foot wide freeways. Like a lot of trails you yeah. get that, that people really enjoy riding right. the, the masses, which I totally understand, but just real, real mountain biking in yeah. my opinion. And yeah, going through beautiful Aspen, um, pastures and forests um and yeah crossing rivers that are waist deep and trying to keep our shoes dry just so so many cool opportunities in that one trip and it was four or five days i think and okay before you tell us about another trip so the pilot's taking you in a float plane yep so you were talking about the the glacier fed uh lakes yep did he say glacier or did he say glacier he said glacier. Okay. Yep. All right. For sure. Just, just had to clarify. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I could be wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure. The I pilot. The pilot. Up yeah. We pilot. we got to we got to take a helicopter trip in Whistler one year. We the yeah. we heli paid drop. paid yep. for the heli drop yep, on I've Rainbow Peak. And uh, I think our there was, pilot. There was nine of these guys going out. Uh-huh. There was one extra seat because you pay for it, right? Yep. You pay for ten and spots. And so I got to yeah. fly them over and come back. But I think he said glacier. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it was his accent, anyways. Yeah. Well, you don't understand many accents, anyways. So. No, once a person has an accent, I'm tuned out. I'm like, I can't understand anything they're saying. <laughs> he'll totally look at him and he's like, "What? <laughs> no way!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whenever we had to make the reservations for the team yep. in Whistler, he's like, "Can you just call?" Because I don't understand. They're all them. Australian, right? Yeah, everyone yeah, that works yeah. in Whistler yeah, is exactly. from Australia, so uh-huh. it's like he's like, "I don't even know well, how much the room is." Last, no way. Last weekend at um. <laughs> At uh, Sedona Mountain Bike Festival. So I s- go and sit down under the t- Kinda tent. And I'm just sitting there chilling, right? Like after a ride, here comes Mick Hanna. And he comes and sits down right next to me. And Mick's a like really quiet dude. I've had the opportunity one time before to just meet him. Like not really talk to him, yep. but just meet him. But he's a pretty quiet dude. Yep. So he's 
actually like talking to me. And I'm just like, okay, this is cool. <laughs> I'm going to sit and talk to Mick Hanna, right? Yep. And uh, so not only does he like have a low voice. He's got a thick accent. But he's got a really thick <laughs> accent. So guess so what I was doing? I was like trying not to like completely stare at him like I am named <laughs> you right now. Yep. But like I'm trying to like really intently focused. listen. I'm going, oh, my gosh, I hope I can understand him. <laughs> <laughs> no way. So, wow. And I was, I was good. Yeah. Sorry, sick Mick. He's a he's a good dude. He just doesn't. Get I'm just an accent. idiot. Sorry, <laughs> Tracy. You know good. I love Tracy Hannah. I love Tracy. Like they're so opposite. So. Yeah. 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 Huh. So okay. So yep. So what was the resort name again? Tyax. T Y A X. T Y A X. I never yeah. even heard of it. That's it's, awesome. It's, it's off the done, beaten path. They've done a handful of uh, of bike things like that, um, and and you can go. As as a two party crew and have a similar experience. I think they have a bigger five day one also that that takes you longer to get back to the to the resort, obviously. But um, yeah, maybe that's on your on your list again and take Jay and his brother and a couple team members do that oh again. Oh my gosh! I, th- it's been on my on my list to go back because it's it's crazy. And maybe I would we gotta love plan to. that. I was just awesome. so you know. Yep. I like the four foot wide trails, yep. so that is not what I'll be riding. <laughs> yeah, it's we're yeah we were with some giant guys, Adam, Adam Craig, yep. um, oh, yeah, and Sterling Lawrence uh, was his a legendary photographer. Right, um, they were kind of the dudes that I was really hanging with, and we yeah we had a blast. Man. So do you have any of those so pictures good. readily available? If you can, maybe we can post a couple on the yeah, Huck sure. and Ride. That would be for cool. Sure. Just yeah. as Make us all jealous even more. Yeah, it's it's crazy. <laughs> I, when I show you these photos, you'll understand what, what I'm saying. Yeah. And photos don't even do it justice. Right. Well, I think the water is pretty that we're driving up and you see the glacier bed because everyone's like, what, why is it that color? Like, yeah. you don't realize what that actually does, you yeah. know? And so my first time up in Whistler, I was like, why don't they clean the water? Yeah. <laughs> and then all, they explain the me. They're like, and no, that's natural. That's, yeah. you know, I'm like, oh, okay. So so that stuff you're seeing has a more seafoam right teal to it this is blue yeah blue like i i don't know blue like i don't know how to how to describe the blue that only god can make yeah (laughs) it's blue it's i'm looking around trying to find the yeah something that that matches maybe the straw which is like a light sky blue oh how pretty It's, it's insane but yeah i'm i've been thinking about going back up there the crew up there is awesome they're nicest people um and yeah, I want I want to go. So let's <laughs> let's let's get to it. Yeah. There you go. So okay. start uh, checking that on the well, list. Well, right? so first the first let's go was cross country racing at Fontana. Sorry, yeah, I say that. A second lot. Yeah. second let's go yeah, is your, uh, Jay's that. holding you to it now. You know now that he's he's in better shape to go do this. He's like, you know, he rides with Curtis uh, Curtis and his brother Joe a lot, and they're like, he's not fun to ride with anymore because <laughs> he just Sweet. takes off. That's good. <laughs> these, these are two things that I've committed to that I'm very, very up for. So I, you don't All have right, to ask me that. twice. Sweet. Yeah. All right. So what's it, what's your what's your another trip that you, you said a couple trips had popped into your head, but what's uh, what's another one? Okay. So um, I'm I'm gonna try to refrain from going too far down the down the roadie path on this on this here podcast. Oh but, man. Oh, but it's a, it's two wheels. <laughs> it's we two wheels. we love it. I know, but but I'm I'm taking you down a, a roadie story. Um, also thanks to thanks to the magazine, um, Road Bike Action. One of my last stories and trips that I did for the for the magazine while I was there, um, I got the opportunity to do a a bike tour across Colombia on road bikes. 
Um, I'm trying Cyclota Colombia is the is the touring company down there. Uh, Tomas is the guy, Tomas Castrion, um, who handles everything. We flew down there, and I did a seven-day, basically 100 miles a day tour across Colombia, from Bogota to to Cali up in the up in the north, and that trip was mind-blowing as well. I I'd never been to Colombia one. Everyone was totally tripping out, losing their mind when I said I was going to Colombia because there's all this stuff riffraff you hear from right from Colombia and drug cartel or whatever. It's not safe. My experience was far from that, but um yeah, Bogota, you're at 8,000 feet and you feel like you're in you're at 2,000 feet in a tropical jungle. It's great. That like blew my mind. I didn't even realize that we were high in the mountains. Yeah. Um when I landed there and until I started hiking up the stairs and stuff <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, yeah. we're we're at elevation. <laughs> I check 8,000 feet. Oh, no way." That's okay. how I felt at at elevation at sea level. Yeah. <laughs> well, in not Washington. anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> right? But um yeah, so we we did Massive ride. We did one of the longest climbs in the world on road bikes called Alto de Letras, which takes you from ten thousand or two thousand to twelve thousand feet. Oh my god! Fifty-five mile climb. Um, I think it's the second longest climb in the world, and wow. that was an experience in its own. We went from ninety-five degrees and super humid to snowing at the top, and uh, yeah, that was that was pretty. Were you prepared for all the different? Like Absolutely not. Weather and all no, that. No. no, I don't really prepare. I just <laughs> deal with it and regret my life later. <laughs> um, um, yeah, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was with people that that aren't necessarily as fit as I was at the time. I was with one other person. But they were prepared. That, that kind of hung with me, um, and yeah, he was prepared. And I got to the top, and we're waiting for people, and I'm sitting in the in the huts just trying to chill or try to warm up because I was freezing so much, but it was so bad. They didn't let us descend the backside down into, uh, into Manizales. Um, or maybe it was into Medellin. I don't remember. But, uh, anyways, we stayed one night in particular. This, this one really stuck out to me. We stayed on like in, in a hotel with like dirt floors, basically like, like really out there, small village, crazy. I'm, I'm blonde-haired, blue-eyed dude, and people were staring at me and taking pictures of me because they'd never seen a blonde person before in their life. And that, like, I don't know. That just that just really stuck with me, talking to people. I'm not far from fluent in Spanish, but I can get around in, in Spanish-speaking countries with, with, with the amount of Spanish that I do know and just trying to, like, have conversations with people and, like, them being so mind-blown that, like, I think I'm a holy figure or because <laughs> I have blonde hair. I have yeah. My hair is yellow, and it doesn't match theirs. And, and, right. and, yeah, I don't know. Things like that. Culture really sticks out to me, and I, I enjoy traveling mostly because of the cultures I get to experience. Yeah. Um, and awesome. And that one, that one really, really stands out and kind of hits home, makes me humble and, and thankful for a lot of things that, that we're fortunate enough to have. Yeah. And you, well, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. And and in all this, you talked about dad in the beginning with the moto and everything. Mm-hmm. And I know, I think two years ago now, Jay was really envious of the 
stickers your dad made of you. Oh, yeah. I would like one of those, too, please, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we can uh, do that. We no need, problem. I, we need to put a picture of that up yeah. also. Yeah. Because Jay thought that was the coolest thing. Because you see it on people, but, like, someone we know. Like, oh, yeah. my God, look what, you know, Spence's dad did for him. And so it's cool. But how is dad and all, dad and mom and all this, like, because not only, and, and for those of you guys who don't, I know we're tapping into a little bit of his life, and maybe we need to do a part two with them, too. The thing is, is he goes from serious writing to, you know, like Jay was saying, the mode of the writing and, you know, your content. Like, I'm totally jealous of that. <laughs> but not only that, you're real, which is, if you know me, that's how I am. So that's how <laughs> we 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 can be real quick with each other and we're good, right? Like, yeah. but dad telling you, okay, you got to figure something out and hear this actually still on two wheels yep. took off. Because I know your media, I know you work at Fast House now. Yep. Where were you before that? Like a little bit of your, in the last, besides the bike part of it, like where it's led to you, because I know you love the media side that you're actually, you've offered to take pictures for the team and all that. So that's yeah. all of you. No, I, I, I don't, it's, it's hard to say anything without kind of um, bringing the fact to, that I'm like super lucky, just hands down with, with everything. Um my I have an insane support system from my parents and everything and and yeah I always always have had great support and they've supported me with everything and like without them it's it it wouldn't at all be possible they don't they didn't care that I that I was crazy enough to take a non-traditional route like I didn't finish college and I mean they probably would have liked me to to have done that but but they stuck with me with everything and I I yeah kind of been on a on a roller coaster of just a what I see as a fairly untraditional American life at least um I have a lot of things going on and I my life's pretty hectic and not at all consistent but I kind of like it that way um yeah and I went was going to college and got a job offer for 100% quit college took that job just moved to San Diego on a, on a whim and, and that worked. I learned a lot from that whole crew. Um, yeah, I, I kind of, like, like you were saying, I fell into, into mountain biking, um, and then a job like, like 100% now I'm with Fast House. Um, it, it works, uh, for me just because I grew up in the moto industry. That's what I know. And now I've become a, a, a lifetime customer whatever you want to call me for in the mountain bike or cycling world so brands that are in both both uh industries they it makes it easy an easy fit for me at least because i can kind of plug and play into whichever direction we want to we want to go um and yeah i shoot photos i've shot photos since high school um fell kind of in love with with photos uh thanks to a cool teacher that i had and um his name's john vincent mr vincent and uh i thought i was going to be a photographer kind of got burnt out of that took took myself into the the magazine world and i was doing freelance work freelance work when i was working at high torque publications at mountain bike action road bike action they have seven titles um still shoot photos from time to time of friends or companies that need it um and yeah, help a help a handful of other brands with digital stuff, with with social, with content creation, with campaign um, conceptualization um, for for various things. And 
Yeah, I don't know. Got a lot going on. And what Got do you do hands. at Fast House? I am the bike marketing manager. So everything, everything bike, um, we're growing quickly. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of work to do. But, but I, yeah. I know you're excited with some of the designs that because you write it so you know what it is. It needs, doesn't need, you know. So yeah. I know when we first got on him, you weren't there. And Fawn's like, how about this? You know, and love Fawn's, you know. Yeah, of course. And it's like, look at what that thing. I mean, before, I mean, Jay and I would go to the tracks. You'd see a lot of Troy Lee. you see a lot of fa- uh, Fox. And then, you know, O'Neal was out there for a while. You know, you start. And O'Neal's coming back, you know, yep. Darren Goffrey over there. But then Fast House is just everywhere. Yeah. Like, we got on him. And then all of a sudden, it's like the next year, I'm like, everyone's on him. Like, it's cool, you know. Yeah. So, it's it's a movement, you know. I, I, there's a lot a lot of good things going on with Fast House. Um, I've been around. I've no, they're, I'm like family to them. They're like family to me. I've been I've known them forever. Um, the Alexanders and Fonzie and and everyone. I was I think one of their first photographers back in the day when it was just Elrod, a, a t-shirt company. Um, and then it's obviously grown into into what it is today. Um, and yeah, we're working hard on on dominating or or really owning our backyard first which is which is important um if we can be successful in our in our own backyard there's no reason why we can't kind of through through the rest of the US first and then the rest of the world and um yeah that's just kind of kind of the way we're we're going about things and there's a lot of fast house in southern california yeah. oh yeah so. definitely yeah. it's yeah. awesome now we got to get it get it everywhere else Good. i know you're in the 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 bike end of it but fast house is not it's it's always funny because people that maybe aren't in the southern california area or around around different industries might not realize actually how small some companies are yeah you know and you guys really are a small close-knit family at fast house um do you guys what was i going to touch on oh even though you're in the bike part you know what's going on with the moto part any big uh, who's who's the Supercross motocross racers that that you guys are supporting this year? So so Fast House does does things a little a little differently, okay. and that's that's by design and and it's where we focus more and it's similar on the on the bike side. Um, racing comes second. Um, okay. The, the main slogan is we race sometimes. Um, just just by nature, that's what most people do. Um, on their day to day, if they're racing, they're doing it sometimes because they they want to want to try, and it's focused more on 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 a family spirit uh, with with personalities driven entirely by personalities. So we have a handful a handful of Supercross racers. Um, one of my good friends, R.J. Wageman. Yep. Um, he's he's racing Supercross stuff and Fast House. I think a handful of other people will like Deacon von Losberg. Um, but no no top top pros yeah um kind of by design right yeah it's always it's always funny and i'm asking just because for the last several years now like you know show up for the first supercross of of the year you know well last year didn't happen but at anaheim you know and you look and you go and the fast house riders always stand out right because it's not like some of the other gear it's it's you don't see a team on it. You don't see – you see a, a, a standout rider. An individual. An yeah, individual exactly. that, you know, so that's why that's yeah. why I asked just because so, I so the moto totally team, appreciate that. Yeah, exactly. The moto team consists of people who who I at least relate to from, from a fan's perspective. You know, Tyler Berriman, Darren Durham, um, Trevor Stewart, 
and a handful of other guys. Um, they're people that just straight up like riding bikes. Yeah. Um, same with the mountain bike side. Yeah. Um, Tyler McCall, Emil Johansson, Ryan Howard. Obviously, all of the names I just named are like absolute insane talents. Caroline Buchanan. Um, the list goes on. Bubba. Bubba Warren. Yeah, yeah exactly. There's a ton of hey, riders. You forgot your T3 team. Duh. The T3 <laughs> team. <laughs> exactly. But what do we all have in common? We're we're just people that genuinely like riding. So yeah. that that's that's kind of more what? the marketing approach and and the way that 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 the the ethos of of the brand kind of tries to carry. And I think that's why it's been such a good fit for our team is because yes, we go to races and we set up pits and we have this I don't know. We've always said we have that factory look without being a factory team. Yeah. But when you come to our pits, we're a family. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's like. It's, we always talk about the camaraderie. We've it's, always always, I mean, it's always that first. You've been yeah. under our pits. And, I know. And I sneak in there because I like <laughs> the family it's, aspect. It's always that right. first, yeah. you know, and that's huge because that's what lasts. Yep. And so yeah. that, that's cool. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I think that's why we're crazy enough to keep it going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I want to. I mean, Put you on the spot for yep. something else now. Please do. So you're talking about we've talked about racing, mm-hmm. and you you do races here and there, and do some. So you've done some, uh, you know, one-off races, small races, big races. You know, you talked about national champs. So everyone has their opinion on like USA Cycling, mm-hmm. which could, in my opinion, do a way better job with yep. the mountain bike side of things, especially in the gravity. St- end of it yep um and also have you done some big mountain enduros um i don't know if i've actually ever done a bme okay i've, I've done ews stuff and okay um, what what's your what's your general consensus on on the direction or maybe where um enduro racing is and I mean, just be as honest as you as you feel comfortable being, but because I have my opinion about it. But go, you know, yeah, like it it heavily varies um, with the with the race organizer and the promoter, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, in Southern California, um, in California as a whole, I would say. Yeah. Um, again, I don't want to don't want to bite the hand that feeds me per se, but but there's work to be done. Um, we need, we need to ride and we need to race on, on good trails. And, and luckily we have EC down at, at Eric Carter at Vail, um, at Velocity Resort, um, that are making insane work with what they have down there. Right. Um, good trails that are legit and are technical and, and just, just real. Um, because we go to Big Bear and... I love the Team Big Bear crew and everything, but the enduro racing is subpar. Um, it's an afterthought, unfortunately, and and uh, at least from my opinion, my perspective, uh, we're racing cross country trails. I've I've raced most of those enduros. I race on my Epic Evo, which is 120 mil right. up front, 115 or 110 in the rear, and like that's cool. Um, I like to say I won an enduro on a, on my Epic Evo. That's, that's cool, but that's not enduro racing. Um, but then on the flip side in my, that's not enduro racing in my opinion. Um, and then on the flip side, EWS stuff, they're trying to kill us. Like, like they're huge six hour days and you're 
you have one day of practice, you get one run of everything. Some stuff is, in my opinion, gnarlier than, than World Cup tracks, uh, World Cup downhill tracks. Like we're going down a, a shoot that we've seen one time that's scary, <laughs> like yeah. just downright scary. And, yeah. and we get we get through it and it, it happens. But, but, yeah, there could be... There could be ways, I think, to pull it back, scale it back. It doesn't have to be like all-day death march rides, like 10,000 feet of climbing or whatever in a day on four different trails and huge hike bikes or whatever. Like we can cut it back and have way more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, the TDS Enduro is a great example, and and I'm slightly biased because I love them and I love yeah. everything about them but um, and everything that they're doing, but they have – two day, 12 day, 12 stages or 10 stages that on like a small area, um, private property, thankfully, and a mix of super fun flowy trails and super gnarly downhill technical trails, um, that have a variety. It's an easy pedal on before the pandemic, they'd shuttle, shuttle you half of them. And then everyone sits together and at night around the campfire and, has a bunch of fun and, and yeah. you know, talk smack and yeah. like, hey, I got you on day two. But that sort of format is what I and I think a lot of people would like to be doing on, on the day-to-day. Well, and it's not cheap either. Race. Like, uh, let, let's be real. The, the, that's what I told him and exactly what you said. Like, we've been to some races. It's like, can you just put a little effort in? Yeah. I don't care if you're paying uh, $65 for an 18-year-old yeah. or even us when we're doing the team and we're paying people's fees. Yeah. And – the course is okay. Yeah. Like you're collecting a lot of money, yep. put effort into it and change it up. Yep. That's, I always, and, and me being the quiet person I am never says <laughs> anything, but it, it's, it's so true. You, you've been, you've been to places and it's just like, come on, man. Like you, there's a lot of times we looked at each other, like, do we pack up and just go ride somewhere else on our own yeah. and get our money back? Because then it got where people only like let pay for practice to see how it is. Yeah. Then, you know, race day comes and it's it's ghost town because if you don't put effort in, why are people going to make – because especially when money's hard to make nowadays. Yeah. Well, prior to pandemic, if you really want to work, you can get a job nowadays. Yeah. But the thing is, is you go out there and it's like, I just spent $70 to do something I could have did better at my, by yeah. my house. And that, I always – I mean, I'm very – because of that, I, I mean, it's it takes a lot for us to come up with the money. It takes a lot for – you know, an 18 year old or mom and dad who drove down from, you know, I don't care, Santa Barbara to race down here somewhere or to go to Big Bear or whatever. And it's like, and they have the wrong bike. Thank God you have enough bikes (laughs) that you could have picked that Epic Evo. But what about the person on an actual enduro bike? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's way too much bike for some of the courses, right? You're going to, you're going to, you're going to suffer because of the bike that you chose. And that's, you know, being, being a, a pro racer, an ambassador, having, having those connections where you, where you've built that for yourself is great. But yeah, that, that was kind of my point because one, one is promoters are limited to, to what yep. they have to work with. Right. Absolutely. I mean, and that's, that's why I don't want to, yeah, by no means. Right. I'm no, trying we're, to we're, put them down. Right. No, I mean, you go, you go, not, you yeah. go to, to the mountains around here and it's mostly national forest. So it's yeah. lease land. They yeah. don't, you know, it's a lot of red tape just to put oh, on a yeah. race, yeah. let alone talk about cutting a new trail somewhere, yeah. you know? So, so I get that whole aspect of it. Like I, there's a reason that I would never want to promote a race and yeah. that's, 
one is the red tape part because yep. you'd be frustrated as heck trying to just Well, look at get, Donnie who got shut down like right. while racers were all out there. Like, let him finish the weekend. Like, yeah. Yeah. then argue with them on Monday. You know, and it's like, yeah. why would you do that? But it's the same thing. It's like, here, you're, he's trying to make an honest living and then, you know. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring up a couple races because I don't know. So it, it's two venues from one from downhill, one from enduro that I think are doing a great job of reaching like what what they should and one is i'll start with the enduro so steve from uh california enduro mm-hmm. series yeah um hosts the race at china peak yeah i had a feeling that's where that was going oh my God. china peak just well one is okay he has the venue right so small little ski ski hill yep. but does an awesome job of uh, because this is where i feel a lot of promoters miss it with enduro is they have everyone doing the same thing yep and at this race they don't right beginners do three stages sports do four stages experts and pros do five yep and that fifth stage is gnarly it's an expert and pro only and it separates people yep and and so i I think that the, he he's hitting the nail on the head, even though even though those those three stages that the beginners are doing are challenging for him. Yep. I mean, as they should be. Yep. If if it wasn't challenging, everyone would come do it, right? Yep. But you know, the 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 mountain itself is challenging. So you know, you're you're going to have you know some beginners that are yeah, are they going to have a difficult time? Yeah. But there's also also a lot of experts that are having a difficult time going down that fifth stage too. Yeah. So yeah, I, I have a difficult time. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's scary as heck. You yeah. know, it's like uh, the last two years that I've been there, I've I look in practice, I look at it, and it's you know mayhem in practice. Everyone's you know there talking themselves out of it, talking themselves into it, whatever. Yeah. You know, people are crashing. You know, and so the last two years I've gone up there, I've looked and I'm going. I've got this. I'm going to save it for my race run. Yep. And I don't even practice it. No way. Yeah. No. I just, I run it. I know my line. I know where I'm going to go and what I need to do. But for a guy who's in his fifties, it's yeah. like, you One know, the, yeah, <laughs> totally. And I can do it. And, yep. and, you know, and I know that I can, but I save it for that and that's fine. But there's other places that run an enduro and everyone's doing the same thing. And it's yeah. like, um, you know, and I don't want to pick on one one race promoter, but you know, there's been a few races where I'm going, "Holy cow!" Like, yeah. a be- like a beginner would never ever do this because one, they don't have the fitness. Because you talk about all day out on the bike, yeah. and it's like at altitude, yeah. you know, it's gnarly. Well, when it's like gnarly, it's, you can't wave. So you know, it and makes so it difficult. so I think it's. <laughs> I think it's huge, you know, if if pros are doing six stages, experts yeah. and pros do six stages, you know, cut it down like that. Like yeah. like I think it it's reasonable yeah. to 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 have the the levels varied that way and let the beginners work up to more fitness and you know, uh, harder skills well, because th- because uh, it's not only the the skill, right? It's that you go into this when you're completely exhausted mm-hmm. and and it's different we know how hard that is to right. analyze the trail when you're cross-eyed from that yeah. climb right before you drop yeah. oh, yeah. so and then the other race i wanted to touch on is a downhill race and that's Windrock. Windrock, i think just does an amazing job because they're so 
in tune, you know, Sean Leader's there now, but before when it was Sean and Nico Malali mm-hmm. doing that together, you know, they built a race track specifically that was had so many lines on it that yeah. the beginners could go down it easily. No, but you know, faster lines are going to be straight lines that the experts and pros will will take. But everyone's on the same track, but everyone's having a great time. And yeah. everyone that I've talked to that, that is raced there, they're like, oh, my gosh. Well, except for me, when the rain hit, it was a different story. <laughs> but pre-rain. He became a fair, fair weather yeah, pre Yeah, be, before the rain hit, yeah. hands down my favorite track that I was that I ever was going to race on. About to race. <laughs> yeah, about to race on. But hands down, like, like nothing at else wow. even came close to it that's and i've and i've done quite a few downhill races yeah, but that's cool. have you rode there i haven't oh but it's it's way. amazing you know and so i think but they've they put the time and energy and thought into making that experience yep. for the racers yep. and i and i i think i don't know it's just my opinion you know i yeah. think i think promoters need to to do that they need to put a thought into all categories that are racing, not just one specific category, you know, and I understand that some promoters are, they're worried about people getting injured and it's an inherent risk with our sport. It's an inherent risk with driving. Yeah. I mean, we don't want to, we don't want to talk about it and deal and, and, you know, but it's a reality. And so you're going to have that, but don't water it down. Don't make it so difficult for that <laughs> a beginner can't do it. You know, it's yeah. like I don't I don't know where the the middle ground is. I think it's uh, like you said, put getting your head on straight and thinking about yeah. what you're doing. So yeah, it's hard. Um, I think it's 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 difficult for race promoters because like we all want to do is we want to make a buck, we want to make some money, and and maybe having that second line or something costs. X amount more dollars that puts a further dent in, into your pocket. And, and yeah, unfortunately, I, I wish that there was just a never-ending amount of, of money that, that people were willing to spend and, and put into into our sport, but that's not always the case. And then talking about um, Steve with the California Enduro Series, does he does a great job, especially with what he has. Um, people want and say – Hey, there's so many of us down here in SoCal. Why are there no races? And the answer is pretty simple. He doesn't want to run an enduro, a California enduro series race on subpar trails. And then to get to the good trails, they're either illegal or yeah. forest service that's next to impossible to work with. And right, and, right. And that that poses a pretty big headwind here, especially yeah. down here. All yeah. Good stuff, or even Santa Cruz, like. The good stuff in most places are illegal. Right. In, in well, California. yeah, and and the other, you know, like it's like in the bike industry, right? Like if you focus just on all the high end bikes, yep. you know, then the experience for the the younger ones coming up, right? Yep. They're not good, right? Yep. So that's what I always looked at it like that. Like make your tracks and stuff where your tomorrow money's going to be there, yep. because pros, you know, it, it's like I always thought at the awards po- podiums, you know, pros get you're already sponsored by. X, Y, and Z, I can't hand you a, a drink that you don't, you're not sponsored by. Right. <laughs> but it's funny on this, how this happens because they do the race or whatever. But 
I always look at it like, and Jay and I did this for a long time. We'd give um, gift cards to people. We'd pick sport classes and because then they won something, right? Like yeah. that's, I mean, one kid got a pair of grips. Colby had given me a bunch of grips to give out and um, in Fontana, and I had given – this kid was so stoked yeah. that he got grips. He couldn't wait till the next race and the next race. Well, that brings money back, right? It's, yeah. And then he was able to ride the course, you know? So that that's the difference of your tomorrow money, your tomorrow bikes, your, you know, that's what keeps it growing, right? Because pros get paid to do what they're doing, not that, and they're great at it. Don't get me wrong, but you got to, you got to feed. I don't want to, I'm a bottom feeder, but you want to feed us at the bottom to keep us going into it, right? Yeah, for sure. And that's yeah. and that I think in all that because there aren't the, there are some people who love going down. And I mean, being in the bike industry in the stores, there's people who love going downhill, and then there's those who want to climb and descend but don't want gnarly downhill, right? Yeah, so you got yeah. your enduro riders. Well, where do you send them to to do their first enduro that they're going to stay falling in love with it day after day and you know because yeah. the course was good or you know I mean when. That Aspen one you guys said you did, well, that thing was gnarly. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's – I mean, it, yeah, it was just – Elevation it was brutal. and it Trevor's like, oh, my God, eight hours eight hours and 30 minutes on the bike. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you know. and But but you guys said it was great terrain. There was effort put into that, even though it was brutal. Yeah. You, you guys were all smiling right. at the end of the day. But that was one of my thoughts, you know, just a race like that. It's like I can't imagine – you know, I got through at that time – only because of my experience, prior experience on the bike, yeah. and knowing knowing like how hard to push, what I can do, what I can't do, and how all many those bananas things. to eat. Yeah, but whereas <laughs> whereas yeah. a, whereas a yeah. beginner doesn't have that experience to draw on, and it's like you're asking the same thing from a beginner, and it's yeah. like, I mean, I I would quit. Yeah, y- you yeah, know, it becomes not. Y- fun it's not fun. You know, and so, yeah, so I don't know. I think I think you touched on something, though. You know, I think, you know, uh, Eric Carter down there at Vale Lake. Swalto's working his yeah, butt off Yeah, Swalto's working yeah. there. The the owner there is is yeah, is behind it. it. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome because they have some, some good terrain. Yep. It's not the biggest mountain in the world, but they're making do with what they've got. And they've got really cool trails now. So, it you know, it keeps people climbing one one trail and off of other trails so that you can actually you know there's 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 a lot of lot of thought put into it which is which is going to be huge you know i'm looking forward to to racing down there again you know i did one one this last year and hopefully do some more down there this year yeah sky park in my opinion is another santa's village it's sky park at santa's village is another really good example of a place that obviously it's privately owned and that that helps them do what they want to do but it's a place that a, a beginner can go and enjoy his time on a bike, and also uh, a pro can have fun. I mean, it gets old, but 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 it's like cool. Anywhere. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. We're just the the faster people are going faster, or hitting lines differently, or hitting jumps. I mean, even the the gnarlier trail there is pretty safe. Yeah. But I know you and I can have fun there. If yeah. We go, oh, yeah. If I mean, I go there. Up. I try to go there once a week, honestly. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's it's kind of my, my go-to. That And what I, I'm always amazed by, like you said, I can go do a lap there with Lala, mm-hmm. have a great time, yep. you know, on an e-bike. Yep. I can come back the next day on my regular pedal bike with you, yep. and we could go and have a great time on and the it. same exact trails, yeah, doing right. the same exact thing. Yeah. I like it because I get to work on stuff, too. My and turnings. Exactly. Like, I hate, like, I, I, I told Jay, what is that called? Like, you're goofy-footed on, 
on skateboards. So <laughs> what is it on bike? Left turns for me, yeah. whatever reason. Of course, you go down like, uh, what's the green one that I like? Or blue? What's that one right? Comet? Or, or, uh, no, uh, right. Uh, sleigh ride or something? Sleigh ride? No, that's a, arrows over here, and then there's this one. Sleigh ride. Sleigh ride. And I go, it's all left turns. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to work on my left turns, you know, like, yeah. because that's, I mean. Are I, you right, your right foot forward or left foot forward? Left. Okay, that makes sense. Your Is body, it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. When you're left foot forward, your body's already already trying to turn to the right. So to turn left, you have to cross over the direction that your hips already are. And everything starts, I mean, uh, you can t hips, talk to yep. any mountain bike. Yeah. Everything starts in the hips, so you're always going to turn, most most of the time, turn easier to your to where your hips are I never are thought of switching my, my feet. I'm not saying to switch. You can switch. It's hard. Uh, I try to practice riding with my opposite foot forward sometimes just, just because in race runs in a rock garden you can get out of line and get in a situation that's not comfortable for you. But I'm not saying to switch switch your feet. Uh, you just gotta rotate your hips more. Turn your okay. turn your hips into the corner. Look further ahead. Get your chin over stem. And well, when and I rode Greer last, I was actually practicing some of that because I didn't want to go down overdrive. Because yeah. I walk so, so much of that, it's not fun. Yeah. So I went off to the right side, and I was doing some. I'm like, oh my god, I just want to climb and come down that because so much practice for me. Yeah. Like that's a perfect trail for me to practice what I not just my left turn, just. Yeah even the soft stuff. And if I fell, I wasn't falling off a cliff. Right. Yeah, yeah. So like, I was like, Ooh, I want to do that like three or four times. And I've never been like that. Yep. So I'm like, I want to go back and do this. Like, so it's cool. But yeah, that's I great. never thought of the hip thing. I, I got that down. Cause I, right. <laughs> I make the kids. Uh, yeah, you've, you've taught, brought that to light for a lot of our racers on yeah. the team. Yeah. When, when Cole Swedos first came on the team, Berms were not his friend. He would really? tee him off. Yeah, literally. And he was still faster than most of them, but <laughs> he wasn't efficient. He was, yeah. yeah, his his speed wasn't efficient. He'd come out of it slower. He's like, a, they were all on the hill, and I'm like, put your bikes down. And of course, they look at coach like, really? And I had them drop their their bikes and put their hands on their hips and started moving their hips. So if you ever see Cole, you can say, hey Cole, what's the hip thing? He'll drop it now and do it. He's fast, <laughs> but he realizes because that whole shift yeah. thing, you know. Well, now look at him. He's turning his hips pretty damn well. I yeah, pump track, pump track world champs. champs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so awesome. Yeah. It's cool to have the team and you see those things happen. Yeah. Like it's, it's awesome. And like you know the that's and that's kind of why we started this. Like how many of you guys do do we know yeah. that? It's just awesome on bikes, and then you see you guys develop. It's like, oh, yeah. my gosh, like, really? And to be part of that on, on some of these kids, too, is, is yeah. rad. Oh, no, absolutely. All right, so absolutely. last question for you because okay. I know we're, we're going a little long on time now, Sorry. but we're good. All good. But you've ridden Sedona. Not really. No? I've ridden through Sedona on a big bike packing trip. Okay. Yeah. I, okay. I, surprisingly, I've ridden fewer spots than you think. Okay. Because yeah. my question was was you know because I'm if you've ridden Sedona then you've probably done White Line but I I need to. <sighs> There's your riding partner. I know he wants yeah. to do it. He so, was just there. so two years ago when I first like I've ridden there a bunch, but never really even looked at White Line like whatever like I'm not going to ever do that. Yeah, you are. And so <laughs> if you, if you <laughs> so, go with me, we'll so do a it. couple years ago I'm down below it. On yeah. Chicken Point, where everyone watches from, and I'm looking at it, and I'm going, yeah, there's no way. Like, it's just death-defying. Yeah. And uh, this last trip out there, I didn't go and look at it, but I 
watched a whole bunch of video because they were like Hans Ray was taking like Joe Law Will out there doing it and stuff. And yeah. and I'm going, they're making it look too too nice. Like it probably is. I know. I I mean I don't know. I've never been. I've never seen it. But I I could imagine the the thing that's scary, obviously about it is is the exposure oh yeah, yeah right? that's all that you're so, just falling down yeah how far well, so that's but, all but well that that's literally all that's what's that's what you're worried about and if that trail were, the, were the commitment without, to the turn yep. the commitment to the left hand turn is what has me going oh my god that's just gotta be gnarly yeah it's gotta feel so scary but anyhow why is there one specific spot that's so you just because you basically traverse right. out you go you yeah. go straight out and you make a hard left turn, drop straight down the rock face to the next ledge down below, and you make a so. And I actually heard Jeff Lenoski talking about it in the in the the venue at at uh, the Sedona Mountain Bike Festival last week or two weeks ago, and he was saying the first time that he did it, he because he'd watched a whole bunch of video and stuff, and obviously you know he's got the skills to do that, yep. and he's like. I'm just going to make a big round turn. And he goes, oh, big mistake. He's like, you have to like actually make the hard left and drop straight down because he's, he tried to round it off yeah. and he kind of high-sided and he goes, it, it got scary. Yeah, when you start to round, try you can't round out an off-camber yeah. corner, especially when you start. If he were to round it out, he would have had to go pull up to the right a little bit. And right. Then, then you're turning the opposite direction. Yeah, you're, yeah on that on the ledge yeah so if you so. guys do this i don't want to know until you're down at the bottom <laughs> oh, like on two wheels not uh, not I in have, four wheels in the ambulance i'm okay. sure if it, i know well i definitely know if that were to be on a on a section of trail out here with flat right at the bottom of it you wouldn't think twice about it yeah but it's purely the exposure and and if you weren't looking at the exposure, I bet you you'd roll right through it and like have no hesitation. Yeah. But I mean, obviously, yeah, that it's scary. Yeah, but it's probably I don't know. I could be totally wrong, but it's not. And you're that willing to do hard. it. That's the best part. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> <We can laughs> nice. Yeah. I have a question for you. Yeah, yeah. Being out there, and this is a weird one. Okay. Please. <laughs> yeah. Ask no, no, no. Um, just because we just talked about this about a month ago, whatever. Because talk about your content and what you do, and um. There was one, and everyone has trolls, and yep. uh, you know, and oh, those yeah. I call those haters, right? Yeah. Like because to me, if you don't like what you see, either unfollow you or I'm sorry, that finger swipes, right? Because you got to you by swiping, so you can get away from you by swiping, right? Yeah, Valala, that makes all too much sense. <laughs> <laughs> right? All too much sense. Yeah. Um, I, um, I don't understand why people have to be the way that they are. Yeah, so there was one. You're on your road bike or cycle cross bike, yeah, whatever, bike. and you touch the wheel yep. to the uh, crosswalk, push the button so we can cross, right, yep. with your front wheel. Mm -hmm. And you had a troll on there, and I think you handled it very well because you you could have just came off as a, like a total hater. Um, and, no, you, you did it really well, and the cool part of that was you – <laughs> it makes the person look dumb whoever you are out there who cares who you are. <laughs> but it's funny because like i can sneeze on my hand two minutes before that touch that button and it's no different than the dirt on your tire that is on the ground that touched that like if you're touching those anyways with your hand like whatever right we have immunities but the thing i mean elbows whatever you you 
you do get that. I've seen this on there, and you handle it well. Does any of that affect, or do you just rep, brush it off your shoulder? Oh, absolutely. Do you, do you question what you do? Um, yeah. So so basically, just for people listening in, I, I touched the tire to the crosswalk, and somebody got on me. Uh, a handful of people got on my case for being dirty and disabled people or whatever have to touch that every day. I see people kick that thing all day, and the, and what's on the bottom of my shoe is probably dirtier than what's on, on my road bike tire, or it's very comparable. Yeah. So, like, what's the difference? I mean, sure, it's not the most sanitary thing, but whatever. But um, to answer your question, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a person who, to a fault, is very hard on themselves, and um, it's very internalized also. Um, so yeah, when, when people, when people do say stuff like that, I, I get really defensive, unfortunately, and I take it very personally and it's something that's not, not very easy for me to brush off my shoulder. And I don't know, I, it hopefully can get better and I can figure myself out and, and work on not caring and I try not to care, but, but yeah, that's totally. built in you. I, I totally um, I it t- yeah it hits me. It's kind of one like, of those things, right? Like your heart's your biggest weakness yeah. and your strength. I yeah. know that's me. Yeah. Like you know, sometimes I should really be pissed and I just let things go. Or I have three sisters that hold grudges. Yeah. You know, so uh, that's why I see that because you handled it well. You 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 know, yeah. and and what's cool is you didn't just go and delete it, which you could because you own the post. You didn't. You let people see it. Like whatever. Like people can do what they do. They're not you, and we're not them, and I'm sure they do things. And so he, I told you. He deleted you, it. After well, a while. he did because people started <laughs> getting on him, but yeah. that gave him the reason to remove it because he was made yeah. the the jerk, right? Yeah. Where you didn't be like, hey, because I see a lot of people like respond in anger, and you were just like, you know, I you you did it very professional and stuff. So this is the part like putting yourself out there, yeah. which I know being like Jay, an introvert, and then here you put yourself out there, and then, you know, and maybe that's why I've never done media, because I don't want judgment, yeah. but to the fact of you did that, and you, you handled it well, does it bother, that was my thing, does it bother you, maybe it's my own, yeah. my own insecurities that I'm asking for that reason, you no, know? No, I, and yeah, it's all this stuff, I think, is really good to kind of talk about, and I, I, because there's a lot of people that do hold everything in, and think that they're on an island with a lot of things, and in most cases, they're not. If you if you're yeah. you're asking for your insecurities, look, I got the same ones, you know. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, and I'm sure there's hundreds of other people that do also. Right. Yeah. Jay cool. always said, if I, Jay and a few other people on the team always said, if you were on media, you'd be killing it. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> or <laughs> no, I know because you are. You you would. It's you you're going to just my because personality. Your personality is is very magnetic, and yeah, you're. You're always on it. so <laughs> Always on it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're going to have to do another one with Spencer. Yeah, but we will I'm put sure up some, we'll, we'll get some. We'll put up some pictures of uh, some we'll, awesome um, places that he's making us jealous about. Yeah. Um, right at the uh, at the end of White Line. We'll do our next podcast right Ooh. there. All right. Let's go. You guys are going to carry all the equipment. Let's go. <laughs> Just so you know, the co-host will not be at that one. No, Just you'll be there. No? You can wait for us at the end. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, don't have to, you don't have to ride it. Yeah, we're not going to make I'll you I'll just walk that. over there. And then, you I don't know. think you'd even walk over no, there. No, I won't. I, um, I won't yeah. walk like, will, what is that one? Pinos, whatever, where I'm like, the bike and me are this wide and yeah. it's only this wide. I'm good. I yeah. <laughs> Exposure. So, that's my thing. Yeah. Exposures and left turns. That's oh, I, well, this is a left turn, so you're really not doing <laughs> wide. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. As if I would anyways, but we're good. Yeah. So um, one thing, if I if I may, yeah. touch, you on, may. touch on really quickly, this is kind of a, a little self plug if you're Absolutely. still do still, all you still listening. Um but I one and it kind of peels off of what we were just talking about and that has to do with insecurities and 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 things um but i'm like a pretty big mental health advocate just because uh of experiences that i've unfortunately gone through and stuff um i'm a i'm an ambassador for outride uh which is a nonprofit that brings awareness um to the benefits that exercise has on your brain and trail advocacy and a bunch of other things um everyone over there is fantastic um but I'm I'm releasing on the 12th of December a a video. It, well, not on the 12th. Sorry, there's a viewing party on the 12th, and the release will be the following week. Um, uh, if you're in Costa Mesa or in Orange County, um, we're doing it at Specialized Costa Mesa on Sunday the 12th. I'll put a bunch of stuff out on social um, for awesome. it. Awesome. We'll and be there, able to we'll for sure share that too. There'll be uh, um a bunch of uh giveaways and, and raffles and all proceeds are going being donated to outride but um yeah it's 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 a video about exactly that um or hopefully it that comes across in the video but uh yeah we're trying to trying to bring the awareness like bicycles have hands down changed my life and can affect my mood on on one hour of riding or 30 minutes of riding so if i have anything that i would like to kind of get on to people is like if you're having a bad day or whatever just try to get out and at least even if it's a walk around the block like yeah a little bit of exercise can can turn everything around so uh, that's awesome 100 no, thank you for sharing that, that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and so and that kind of lala and i are uh kicking off the the huck and ride website very soon here because we yeah. have t-shirts and hats coming but we'll for we'd love to put a link up on that for yeah. outright because that's we are a hundred percent proponent. Of have you been around the Simpson brothers when they haven't rode their bike? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't want to be their wives. It's not good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. no. Yeah. And, and honestly, like this week was the first week I was like in a long time that I was like, I had a really stressful week. A lot of stuff went on and I'm like, I need to ride my bike. Yeah. And I, I, that's, so I get it. I mean, yeah. because you're not in a good state. You're not a good. So awesome that you do that. We'll help you. If there's yeah, anything yeah. that we can do, like let's, you know, if you need some raffle stuff, definitely let me know. Yeah, um, no, for sure. I think, uh, um, I, I'm, I think a couple people are going to come down and, and share their, share their stories also. Um, and just, yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're trying to, to be a point where people can can talk and stuff too because like we we're just talking about the insecurities a yeah. lot of people feel like they're they're on their own with depression or whatever um yeah. and yeah i kind of kind of went through it in my own experience and and like i said even today if um i'm in a bad mood i can go on a bike ride and uh, or yeah i don't know go play basketball or something in right. the park for an hour or whatever like like Shut your my, brain off. My mood will change. I can I can turn a. You said that's December twelfth. That is uh yeah uh, our our viewing for the party. Um, December twelfth, Costa Mesa specialized. Specialized Costa okay. Mesa. Yep, exactly. I think uh, I don't know the exact time yet um, and all the details, but I'll. Put but it get it to us that. and we'll put it up and yeah. on the media and get that going awesome. for sure. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. 
Well, thanks for coming and yeah. sharing yeah. with us. And thanks for having me. We are going to have you again, so just be Let's prepared. Do it. <laughs> I I'm like ready. it. It might. It's not going to be a white line, though. I can promise you all that. <laughs> okay. You know uh, why I'm not worried about white line? Why? Because I've got Kenda tires. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Thank you, Kenda, for sponsoring the program. Um, Huck and Huck and Ride Thirty. Huck and go Ride to, Thirty. I just website. talked to to someone last week who used the code successfully and ordered their tires on on Kenda. So nice. Um, Huck yeah. and Ride Thirty. Pass it around out there. That way they can keep sponsoring us and keeps these fun chats going. And you guys get to know the ins and outs of a lot of people that we uh, we talk about. And if there's something we ever talked to somebody and we didn't ask a certain question, put it on the DM. Uh, they'll or put it on the media DM us whatever because. I can reach out to any of them and they'll answer it or they'll go on there and post it if you tag their name. Sometimes they might not want to tell the truth, but they will. (laughs) (laughs) But that way, I mean, it's getting to know the people in our backyard, the whole reason why we do this, right? Yeah. So no matter. Sharing the love. Yep, definitely. So Huck and Ride 30 for your Kenda website. Thank you, Spencer. And no matter where you're at, no matter where your life leads you, keep keep the the rubber rubber side down. down.